Welcome to Happy Hour at the Box with CrossFit Instinct, talking all things fitness, health, wellness, food, friends, and more. Hi guys, it's Coach Tim here, and I am here at the Coach's Corner interviewing Coach John Zeppelak. And it is my great honor because John is just a wonderful person, and he's been a friend for you know kind of a long time now. And uh, we're really lucky to call him a, a coach, I guess, and an employee, but I don't like that. I think <laughs> he's just a friend. He's a coach, but he's a wonderful person. He's a wonderful coach. Uh, I'm excited to have this conversation with him, and I'm excited for you guys to get to know more about John, uh, maybe beyond just the gym, uh, but we are definitely going to talk about CrossFit, but some other things as well. I made a list of some uh, adjectives that just, when I think of John, I think of these things, and I'm not the best with words, so they may not completely describe it, but the first thing I think of when I think of John is positive. This guy comes into the gym with the biggest smile on his face. He's always in a good mood. I don't know if he's faking it. Maybe he is. I don't care if he's faking it, but he's always in a good mood. He's always positive, and, and you guys probably notice that. Um, he's well-dressed. John is the I'm Even right now in this interview, I'm looking like a bum in my sweatpants. John has got this beautiful buttoned-up shirt, uh, some very expensive-looking shoes, and he's just looking fine. So that's John. He's always having a good time. John will be found singing and dancing and uh, usually not listening to me when I'm coaching at the whiteboard. So he's always having a good time. And he's such a good people person, and I think he, uh, he people love to talk to John, and uh, even in his job and stuff, you know, he's. I think that's one big bonus of your job is that you're good at, at people, and and uh, obviously as a coach, that's a big uh, you know skill that you need to have. So, uh, without further ado, I want to introduce to you, Coach John Zeppelak. John, how are you doing today? What's going on? I'm great. How yeah. are you? I'm great. I'm yeah, doing great, buddy. I'm ready to ask you some tough questions. Absolutely. I, you, I, think, you, I, I think I'm ready. <laughs> you think you're ready? Yeah, okay. I think All, so. right. All right. So, um, John, let's just start from the very beginning of where are you from? Where are you from? Oh, I'm from a town that's uh, called Shanahan. So, a lot, I always just say by Joliet. Um, that's uh, a location that people are familiar with. So, it's about uh, 15 minutes south of um, Joliet. And is it a big town? Is it a small town? It's not. It's a it's small town. Uh-huh. Um, definitely growing, but still has that small town feel. It's got that small town feel. Yeah. So growing up, you would you say you grew up in a kind of country setting? Was it a city setting? Um, it was country setting. So it was uh, my parents had horses. So it's four wheelers, you know, bonfires. It was all that. I mean, cornfields. I mean, it was um, it was a good childhood. Good so good you, environment for sure. So you can ride a horse and a four-wheeler? I can. Yeah. That If that isn't John, if that doesn't describe <laughs> who John is, well-balanced, well-balanced. Um, so you grew up and you've got, well, you kind of grew up, I guess, right? Fairly. You didn't grow up too much. You still have this wonderful kid essence to you. You know, I that's just kind of how I look at life. It's uh, it's the best way to be for me. Um, I try to be you know, positive as much as I can and just have a good time, so... So your friends always make fun of you because you're hanging out with 
typically people that are younger than you, right? Right, which is it's everybody. So they love to make fun of John because he's so old. John's not that old at all. But <laughs> what I really want to know is how old do you feel? How old do you oh, man. do you relate to? I want to say I, I can still relate to being in my 30s. I feel like I'm in that in that zone. I don't feel like I'm I'm 43. So for oh, we put it out there. Okay, there we go. That, for people that don't know, but um, I definitely don't feel my age. I don't know. So I would say probably 30, 30, 30. 32, 30. I don't know somewhere in that area. Yeah, 13, yeah. 13 going on 13. 32. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, cool. For sure. There's okay. moments. There's moments where I'm definitely a teenager. You know. So. Okay. Awesome, man. That's, that's, again, I think that's one of your great qualities is like well, you just have good outlook and you're open and you're, uh, you're not too stiff and, and old and, you know, no. you know, whatever <laughs> you're, you know, of course it's all attitude. Yeah. Um, you got two older sisters. Yes. So you're the baby. I am. Growing up. You're yep. the baby. Okay, cool. And you're a father. Yes. You're a father. Your daughter is a senior? She's a senior, yep, at um, Rochester. She's 17, going on 25. Yeah, she's, right, right, She's right. grown up so fast, but um, great kid. What's fatherhood like? I mean, you know, what's, has it been easy? Has it been hard? Has it? Have you learned a lot? Have you grown from that? What's oh, that for sure. I think uh, the answer to all those is yes. You know, I've learned so much, um, just obviously about being a parent, but um, being a parent to a girl, um, you know, there's, oh God, there's so many different personalities that you have to. Oh, easy. Be careful now. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, um, but it's all good. And um, Reese and I have such a great relationship. Um, we're really like best buds. So it's really been great. It's She's a blessing to me and um, really one of the best things in, in my life. So I wouldn't wouldn't change a thing. I'd have 10 more of her if I could. So is she going to listen to this or not? I don't know. She might. Cause you're really talking her up. Like she's she might, listen. I know she's, uh, yeah. she does deserve it. She knows, she that's knows I, I love her to pieces. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so another thing I wanted to talk about before we really get into, you know, CrossFit and coaching and stuff like that is this is a couple years ago. I think you were working at one of the hospitals in town and this is when I kind of started to get to know you. It seemed like, you know, you enjoyed the job enough, but uh, something happened. You had a shift mm -hmm. and you, can you talk about that story a little bit and kind of what was going on? Cause I think it's inspirational for a lot of people and where you were at and where you are now. Yeah. Um, seems like you kind of followed your passion in some sense. <clears throat> well, I think my, my current position now has always been something that I've, I've been passionate about I've, I've, and really enjoyed it. And what is your current position? What are so you doing right now? I'm a merchandising director for Ashley Home Store. So um, I do all their buying and merchandising, decorating, making the stores look pretty, and um, just being able to present their stuff in the best light. So, you know, people are able to come in and see a whole thing put together and just say, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Much like how John walks into the gym. Right. Like, yeah, that's the outfit I want. That's how you put it together. Oh, okay. So that's how you do yeah, it. Yeah. So just make it easy for people uh, and just kind of do it for them. So that that's my job. And it's it's a blast. I love it. But coming from, like Tim said, being in a hospital environment, it was just a, it was pretty much the same thing. It was very repetitive day in, day out. I really couldn't express myself in the way that I felt that I needed to. I got to a certain point where making money and doing that wasn't as important as truly what I what I wanted to do or I guess what I needed to do. So 
I really just went in one day and said I've had enough of this. I, I, I didn't get time with family. I didn't get time to do anything that I wanted to do. So I said that's it. And I left that position without a job. Yeah. And searched, found my current position, applied, hired, started up at the, at the bottom, I would say, in sales and just doing my part there and learning that, which was a great experience. And then not even really knowing if that was the perfect fit, right? I just knew I needed different. Mm -hmm. Then this position opened up with the same employer and it's kind of been no looking back ever since. So you kind of have this artistic outlet now or this mm -hmm. creative outlet, which you didn't for a long time, you, you, did you feel that was kind of like under the shackles a little bit of the, the other job and, and just eventually it was like enough, you know, I enough. Yeah. I mean, and, it, and it's great working in a hospital environment and for all those people that do it, it is, it's, it's very rewarding to care for people and to be in that environment. But for me, it just, it, it got to a point exactly where I just wasn't able to be creative with it. There's only so much you can do. And I, I needed that. I think it's inspiring that you did it without any, obviously like, you know, you weren't reckless about it. You know, you, you knew there was something else, but you did it without really having a backup plan. Yeah. You just kind of let go. And, and it seems to me, I'm a big, you know, universe will provide for you type of guy, but it seems like it, that's what happened. You found this job, you got really successful at what you were doing and um, seems like you have a passion for it, uh, but that continues to grow yeah, into absolutely. different directions. But Absolutely. And I still get to be in touch with people. So I'm not completely removed from mm -hmm. that element too. Uh, so I get to do what I love, but then I also get to help people too. So it's really the best of both worlds that's kind of merged together for me in this, yeah. in my current position. It's great. I think, you know, two things. I, hopefully that inspires anybody, uh, no matter your age, right, you know, of what you want to do. And that's never too early or never too late to kind of follow your passion. And I just feel like I've seen you blossom ever since that moment. I mean, obviously you were one of the coolest people that I've met at the beginning, but now you're even cooler. Can I say that? Hey, you're hey, cool. Yeah, yeah he's I'll cool take now. it. <laughs> and I think people, the other thing is alongside of that, I think people see that and feel that, that, that you're doing you. And there's just something refreshing about people being who they are and just owning it. I enjoy that part of myself. Honestly, it just, I am who I am and hopefully, hopefully you like it. And if you don't, um, I'm sorry. I know I can be a lot at times, but um, <laughs> I, I really have the best intentions. Um, and I do, I hope that me just doing that for me, it's small, but I hope, you know, for somebody else, it does, um, inspire them to go after what they want to do. Uh, you, you just never know. And I think you're right by saying that the universe will provide for you. I, I honestly had no idea where my next check was going to come from, but I just knew I would figure it out. I'm not uh, one that is just going to accept failure. So I just went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a lot behind that story, you know, and I think that's one of my, my favorite memories too of you, of you doing that, uh, such a big change in your life, you know, when um, you didn't really know what was going to happen from it. But yeah. uh, let's dive a little bit into now CrossFit. That's what this conversation is is about as well. 50% of kind of, you know, knowing who you are and 50% of kind of knowing who you are within the CrossFit gym as well. Uh, when did you start CrossFit? So remember? I think a 
good month that, that I can kind of recollect is November <laughs> okay. of 2015. I started. Okay. So close to coming up on five years. Yeah. Coming up on five years. Why did you come in or why did you seek out something like CrossFit or who, what, when, where? Give us that. Yeah. So it was actually, I was working at the hospital and uh, a friend who has become a friend of mine now, but a, a employee of mine at the time, Blake, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, was actually doing some CrossFit movements and it was so random. It was with a broomstick. I think he was doing some <laughs> overhead squats <laughs> and, uh, and I would make fun of him. Yeah. And I worked out. I just did basic stuff. You know, I, I think I, at that time, was just at a local gym and treadmill, elliptical, maybe some weights. I really wasn't a big weightlifter. And he's like, just, you should check this gym out, you know, and I know you guys know him as well. And he said, it's great. It's a great environment. Great people. You'll love it. And uh, so I took him up on it and I came in and signed up and it's kind of been <laughs> no looking back. Yeah. So a friend, and that I seem that that seems to happen a lot, where mm -hmm. somebody hears about somebody doing it or has a friend doing it. And, uh, CrossFit's such a community thing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's such a big part of it. Did you have any um, athletic background before so that? The only thing I I did some track, um, like in junior high. I played soccer. I wasn't a very good soccer player, but I did play some soccer, um, and that's that's pretty much it. That's the extent of my sports yeah. background kind of just a normal person normal coming yeah. into the gym um and and if anybody sees john moving in a class you'll see that he's got this unbelievable athletic you know build and body and movement pattern and it really kind of uncovered this inner athlete this inner warrior in some sense right. you know yeah i mean sure sure yeah yeah he's humble he's humble about it uh so it's really cool when people like tap into that um, in a very humble way, you know, he's always competing within himself. But uh, I think it's cool to hear that you didn't, you weren't coming in from this crazy, you know, sport background. And well, how much did you weigh when you came in the first time? So I was two, and a lot of people don't believe this, but I, I, I really was. I was two hundred and I think twenty. 220, 220. Was that the biggest that you'd been or had you lost weight before that? That was, that was the biggest size so you, I had been. So you were 220 and then sitting in front of me currently, uh, you know, this is post quarantine and all that. Yeah, I know things are yeah, changing. Yeah. What do you, what do you weigh right now? So I'm, I'm sitting at 185. Okay. Yeah. And like lean, mean, fighting machine. Yeah. I mean, I, I think pre quarantine all this going on right now i i was a few pounds leaner um but not as strong so i feel like the additional pounds i guess if we're gonna say that um is a benefit when it comes to like weight lifting and what i'm able to move weight wise so you know it's a it's a give and take i think with mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Great. Uh, so the other thing I wanted to talk to you a little bit about was, you know, getting into coaching. How did that come about? Where did that come from? Uh, you know, what was that process like for you? Yeah. So I, I think I just, from what I can remember, I always pay attention and I like to perfect things, whether it's movement, I mean, even in like my professional side too. So paying attention and teaching people kind of what I've perfected or giving them advice. I always felt like people were coming to me saying, how can I do this? Or what should I do for this? So it 
ignited a spark that I didn't even know that I, I was like, I don't want to coach people. Right. I'm a people person. I always say that but I was like, eh, I just want to come here and work out. So, but with that and the spark being ignited, I kind of just started with you guys and had that conversation about taking on some foundations or, you know, let's say it was called something different at the time. Yeah. Well, on on, ramp. on ramp. We're doing on See, ramp. I forgot. I just, I deleted that from my memory, but um, doing some on-ramp courses and it just developed from there. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Just, yeah. And again, the universe, we go back to like how that just provides another situation yeah. or, you know, so you come in five years prior or whenever that was and uh, no background and any of that. And then now I'm sitting here with you and, and you're one of our, you know, one of our best coaches that leads a class and, and people look up to. And I know even you've gone back home to the CrossFit gym at your home or you'll go to Jack's gym and you sometimes you fill in as a coach. Has that yeah. happened a few times where yeah. uh -huh. they've reached out to you or people just wind up flocking to you? To... They, do. they do. And it's, it's kind of, that's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> they do. So, and that's okay. And I, I do enjoy that, but yeah, absolutely. So I fill in there if they, if they need somebody <laughs> and it's, I think that's what CrossFit is though. It's such a community and I, I don't know. That's yeah. one, one thing I definitely love about it. Yeah. I think you nailed it. Yeah. It's definitely community. And, and John, you again, you know, just, I can keep speaking, you know, as highly of you as I can, because you've just been such a, an awesome person to have in our gym, you know, just as business owners to have somebody like you, uh, that's just vibrating at a high frequency, makes everybody have fun, you know, and then you. just to, again, to have you as a coach, uh, we're all really lucky. If you haven't had John as your coach, when do you when do you coach classes and when do you do your work for the most part? Yeah, so I am a six a.m.er is when I come in and work out. I coach Monday at four thirty and five thirty, and then I do our foundations as well on Wednesdays. Yeah. I feel like I'm always here. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. And on it's, Thursdays doing on interviews. On Thursday, right. yeah, but um, it's it's definitely a good place to be. So uh, favorite movements favorite movements in the gym so i knew you were going to ask this so i kind of thought about it but there's so many i really like gymnastics movements um you even pointed out the other day and tim always he's always very good at pointing things out that you're good at and is is same thing with you know the things you're bad at. oh yeah yeah i'll, but, give, I'll um, give you plenty of those yeah, yeah but i definitely like um things that involve pull-ups i like box jumps i do like wall ball i like toe to bar barbell stuff it's i'm kind of indifferent you know i definitely don't like overhead squats but okay let's get into that what do you yeah. not like so overhead squats yeah and i think that's just because i know i'm not that good at, it, yeah. at them but i'm working on it i, don't, I everything else i pretty i kind of enjoy yeah. you know okay. um, i don't really hate a lot of any workout they're all tough but I think that's what I love about it. Favorite workout? Do you have a favorite, like a, a girl wad, a hero wad? Is there something that we've done that you just enjoyed even like recently? I don't know. I want to say Cindy. I want to say something like that. But people probably think I'm absolutely crazy. Hey, it's yours. It's yeah. yours. Yeah. Cindy's like a love-hate. It's like you love it because it's 5, 10, 15. You yeah. hate it because it's like... 5, 10, 15, you know, or yeah. 20 minutes long. Right. Um, anything else about John in the gym? Like what about advice, you know, for a beginner? Somebody you've obviously been that route and some days 
I still feel like a beginner, you know, as yeah. I walk in the gym. But what do you have any advice for somebody listening that maybe is just newer or interested in it? Yeah, I think you just you have to be open. You and realize that you're not going to be great at everything and that things develop over time and definitely not to give up. I do agree with so many people and I think a lot of us say this is that you find somebody at the gym. You know, it doesn't have to be your best friend, it doesn't have to be that, but it can just be somebody that comes to your class, somebody that you can look to or turn to or, you know, ask for advice that's maybe been coming and just find find your your comfort, mm -hmm. I think, mm -hmm. within that class. And that just does so many amazing things. Yeah, you, those That relationship then turns into so many other things. And then everything about CrossFit kind of just comes together. So the community then helps you perfect being a CrossFitter. I mean, it just, I don't, yeah. I don't know how it does it or why it does it, but it just, it works. Yeah, they, they say like the science is in the, the movement right? Mm -hmm. The science is in the movement, the art is in the programming, and like the glue is in the community. Yeah, it's uh, this past year, I would say alone, has just been amazing, right? So, so many friendships for myself and um, really solid relationships have built. And it seems like just certain things have come together, certain things have clicked. And, uh, you know, things just improve and get better in the gym too. So for those new people that are listening or even just current members, just, just keep diving in and keep coming and keep showing up. And, you know, I think a lot of us would have that same advice. Yeah. So many people don't know each other when they come in and then like months later, they're like best friends. Yeah. And I've seen that with your group and your tribe, you know, yeah. uh, what about somebody that has been doing it now? So you're five plus years into it. You're a coach. Uh, you've gotten really good at certain things. Uh, what is some advice now that you feel like maybe even yourself you need to give yourself or anybody that's now that they've been doing it, uh, what do they need to kind of focus on or what is some advice for more of an intermediate or advanced athlete with CrossFit? Yeah, the, the best thing that I can think of is just the, to step back sometimes and not always have to be the best or strive for you know strive for the best you can you can step back and you can you can not lift as much weight you cannot you know do an rx workout and still get a great workout in and still be improving so you know there's so many times where and i can even say for example there was a time where we were doing handstand push-ups which i can do uh, but I just wasn't feeling it. And I felt like I just wanted to get stronger. And this is after like my elbow surgery for some people that don't know I had that, but so I had to scale it back and I had to build myself back up and I was in my head about it, but I knew I had to step back away from that and yeah. kind of start over. Yeah. Yeah. It's balancing that humility with that greatness. Yeah. You know, having the, the, the foresight to say, Hey, uh, I, this is how I started where I was focusing on technique and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't so good at anything and that's how I got better and being able to do that 
as you've gone through it is is so key to the process to be able to step back again. Yeah. And isn't it constantly just like kind of a, you know, uh, you know, two steps forward, one step back, two mm-hmm. steps forward, one step back. And, mm-hmm. and I think that's great advice. And, and that's something that I think we all need to hear, like in life in general, too, yeah. you know. And I think um, Coach Mike had, had made a comment to me and he said, um, and not just about being a coach, I think this goes for anybody, even if you're not a coach, but um, the best or the, a great sign of a great coach is being able to be coached. Mm. Um, so I know that's so, it's so deep, right? Yeah. But it's so true. And it kind of, that really resonated with me because there are times where even though I am a coach, I need to be coached. Like, this is what you need to correct. Maybe you should scale that back or, and I need that um, just as a person. I may know how to do all these movements and I may be able to RX a good portion of them, but that definitely doesn't mean that I'm perfect all the time and that I don't need somebody to get me back on track. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, that's great. That's such a strength. That's such a good strength to have of characteristic to be able to, you know, take support. Sometimes we're so good at giving, but really have a hard time with receiving and it's, it's, it's reciprocal. You know, it's, it works both ways. So, well, Johnny... This has been a blast, buddy. I hope you guys listening at home have got to know a little bit more about Coach John Zeppelak. Yes. What is that? Is that like... It's, it's Polish. Polish. And German. Polish and German. Yes. Our Polish and German coach, John <laughs> Zeppelak. And, and don't ask me to speak it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We appreciate, uh, you know, everything that you guys are, you know, committed to at the gym and, and hopefully you're starting to learn how the coaches are, uh, committed as well. And just, just like anybody else, the highs and the lows and any, any advice that they have is, is almost advice for ourselves in the same sense. And I could say the same thing, you know, it's like, I'm constantly having to remind myself to step back and, uh, and then also sometimes, you know, like you said, strive for greatness. I yeah. love that. Cause that's, you never want to forget that too. No, absolutely. Cool. No. All right. Thanks, Johnny. All right. Thank you guys. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube and get a hold of us if you'd like to get our gym emails. Stay in the loop of all things instinct.